Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. ¿Qué tal, mi gente? It's your girl, Alice Jasmine, and today is part two of Elisa's episode. Y'all are going to hear more about her story, more about why she learned to love and found her career path as a relationship coach. You're going to hear about how she helps women find their voice and identity so that they can have positive and healthy relationships without guilt. And I will say we need more Latina relationship coaches out there. So shout out to Elisa for doing all that you do. Hope y'all enjoy this episode. Oh, I am so excited. I already started recording, by the way, but I am so excited that you're back. Um, last time you had me crying, you had me <laughs> laughing, uh, and I, I knew I had to do a part two with you because we had just scratched the surface on your story and we left off on your adoption story and how giving your son up for adoption at the age of 15, it was 15, right? Yep how hard and life-changing that was and so I think we left off at that point of like how was how was life after that you know how was it yeah. and you said you felt like an adult who had a whole baby <laughs> went through a whole life but how talk to us about that journey those first couple of days after that experience happened uh, oh like For me, that was, I kind of was in a haste. I'm like, I don't remember the first year. Um, wow. Because it was so painful and so hard for me that it, there's some parts of that year that are kind of blacked out. Like my brain just decided it's too much. Let's just not even remember. Right. Um, so like the first week, I don't remember much. I know that I was with my sisters, my sister was like, come to my house, I'll take care of you. And she took care of me the whole time until she found that, okay, you can, you're okay on your own and you'll be okay. Um, so that's what I know. I remember it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of times where I was so excited and times where I was super depressed and cried so much. And it was, it was hard. Um, but I remember at the year mark, which I knew was the last time I was going to receive like monthly letters and pictures because that was the agreement we had, uh, that the first year it was just, it was monthly letters, sometimes weekly with pictures of him. Um, I knew that at the year mark, they were going to stop that and it was going to be only yearly. So I was going to only know about him once a year. And that was hard for me. I remember I had a really hard time and I remember I was, I, I was regretting my decision. And in my head, I was like, okay, why did I do this? And this is too much. And I remember having this, this vision of seeing him when he was an adult and being able to meet him and hug him and 
that put me at peace. I just knew that I was going to see him again. And this was only temporarily and everything was going to be okay. And I never questioned it again. And I was, it was fine after that. Um, wow. so it, yeah. And I'll tell you, I, after our conversation, I watched the adoption story on your Instagram and I, the whole time I was like on the edge of my seat, like, okay, what's going to happen? Did she see him? Is she looking? Where is he? <laughs> and I know I really just, it's so powerful that even it's so hard that we have to make decisions so early. And I always think like college was a hard decision, but thinking back to 15 and like making a really huge decision like that. I mean, I can't give you enough credit and kudos <laughs> and like, that's a tough decision to make at 15, but you just knew and you knew it was the right one to make. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> <sighs> and so let's talk about, let's talk about after 15, you're going through a haze. You, you finally get to a place of peace a year later, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to us about Elisa then and, and where kind of where you are now. Talk to us about that story and that journey and what led you to being a relationship coach. Oh my gosh, there's so much. <laughs> right? We can play, um, we can do pauses. Yeah. We'll do chapters. <laughs> Chapter capitulo uno and like <laughs> Um, like I wanted to graduate. I was determined to not let this like just missing a year of school stop me and graduate yeah. with my class. So I graduated and then I was like, okay, I had a 3.5 GPA. I thought I could do everything I wanted. I was like, I'm unstoppable. I did. I put a kid up to for adoption. I can do mm -hmm. anything. I graduated. Yes, you did. Two, like <laughs> two years, I can do anything. Well, it was illegal. So I couldn't apply for scholarships. I couldn't do like my, my counselor was like, if you're not legal, you can't go to school. You can't do anything. And I was like, my dreams were shattered. I was, I had all these expectations of things that I wanted to do, all these dreams and goals. And she's like, no, you can't, if you're not, you don't have papers. What? You don't have a social security? Are you sure that, you know, this was back then when people didn't have any idea what immigration was and what being a legal resident was like. Right. And so I was like, no, I don't. So what did I do? I started working where illegals can, right? Where it's like cleaning and um, it's just uh, in the food industry. And that's what I did. I hated it because I knew I wanted to do more. I love education. And like from when I was little, I would cry when summer school was coming because I wanted to be in school. That's how much I oh. love learning. <laughs> I would do like the next year's workbook during summer. Like my, my family oh. makes fun of me because they, they're like, you're like la, la oveja negra because nobody likes school but me. <laughs> so for me, it's it was hard. <laughs> it yeah. was hard accepting it. Um, so I, I started dating this guy. I became pregnant. Uh, and I was like, okay, giving this baby up for adoption doesn't feel right. So we decided um, to get married and I just took on the role of being a mom and a wife because in my case, I was never told you can be anything. 
go study, go like my mom never taught me this. Like my mom was like, you need to get married and keep your husband happy and everything will be fine and mm. everything will work out because love is everything. And so I never had those aspirations were the little aspirations I had were shattered. So what did I go back to? What I grew up with just, okay, become a mom and a wife. And I just took that role. Um, and I was married for 11 years. I had a daughter uh, in between there. And after 11 years, like my marriage was like, we tried everything and we were just two different people. Like I am super religious and he's not. He, I'm from Argentina. He's from Mexico. Uh, we're like, he was the pretty much the only child and the seventh of eight. So completely opposite. Okay. Like super, like I'm conservative. He's super liberal. Like <laughs> Mm -hmm. We couldn't make it work. Like for 11 years, it was like constantly trying to win like a battle, trying to win territory. Like, no, you have to do this so we can be happy. No, no. So, and that's what most people do. Like, it's like, you come to my side, then I'll be happy. No. And so it's a constant battle instead of like, you be you, I'm me. And then together we make each other happy. Like, that's what a, a real relationship should be. Um, so I was divorced for three years and those were the hardest years of my life. I was both a mom, a dad, I was working full time and I had like, I came home at six and had to be, feed the kids, get them ready for bed and all over again the next day. Um, but I learned so much about myself. I learned yeah. to push myself. I learned who I was as a woman because if you think about it, I, I think I got married at 19 and I became a mom at 19. So mm. I never knew my identity. I just put all of myself into being a mom and a wife. And then when I became a divorcee, I was like, okay, now I can do whatever I want. Who am I? So it was a great time for self-discovery. Um, it was painful. That's when I had my first panic attacks and, um, when my depression was at its lowest, but I pushed through because I was not going to stop. I knew I needed to keep going for my kids, for myself. And during this three years, my husband would come and visit. My ex would come and visit, um, like the kids because he was out of state and we we always loved each other there was always loved it's just like it didn't work out right yeah so yeah. after three years we're like what if we give it another try <laughs> wow <And> we did <laughs> so i moved to vegas uh to be with him the kids were in heaven, obviously, because they were struggling yeah. so much, not having him close. And I decided, okay, let's do it. Uh, we, we tried at first, it was all great, right? We were both had worked on each other for three years and it felt like, yes, this is good. We can do it. Um, and after three years, we were back in marriage counseling. We, I was back in therapy. And we're like, nope, we're back at the same place. <laughs> we're here and we're back at 
being completely different people, completely different values, wanting two different things and can't make it work. And like, I remember sitting in my car crying because we had just had a conversation where it was like, we can't do this anymore to each other. We tried it twice. It's not going to work out. So that's it. And I was like crying and I don't know if people saw me or not. I didn't care. I was just crying (laughs) in and sitting in my car and I just was thinking I failed again I can't I, I guess marriage is not for me I guess love is not for me I guess I'm never meant to have a relationship if I can't make this work twice then I, what even I'm not even gonna try um and I remember my sister told me why don't you listen to this podcast my friend is a life coach and she, I, she, she started her post podcast and I want to support her. I was like, okay, fine. I'm not, I wasn't into podcasts back then. I was like, <laughs> every, everybody was into podcasts. So if everybody's doing yeah. it, I don't like to do it. <laughs> right. I, I'm like, no, go against everything. But I was like, right. yeah, I'll support her. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I heard her name is Andrea Giles. And she talked about the model, which is a tool from the life coaching school, which breaks down everything in your life into five factors, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, and result, and how you are responsible for everything except the circumstance. And I was like, wait a minute. So I can be happy with this guy in my marriage. I can be happy and I don't need to change him. I can think whatever I want about him so I can have a good marriage and like and not make him do anything. To me, that was mind blowing. Learning mm. that I could make myself happy and I didn't need him to change so I could be happy in the relationship was like, yes, give me all the control, like give me the power. I'll right. take care of this. I, if right. I don't need to wait for people to to make me happy, I'm doing it. I'm taking over. I love it. <laughs> right. I'm my red personality. So any chance I can lead, I'm I'm there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I tried doing that. I tried doing everything like in my life from my from keeping myself happy, from learning what my values were, learning okay, what do I value in life? I had never had that asked. I never knew what. What, what do I care about in life? And I asked most women, most of my clients, and they're like, I, I don't know. I cried when I was asked that question because it was so sad that I had never taken the time to think about what I wanted in life. Yeah. Um, so I started working on myself. And two months later, we got remarried, midnight, uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh, <laughs> With a fireworks in the background, and and I was, and I chose him. It wasn't because I had to. I chose him because I loved this man, because I was allowing him to be this person that I was trying to fight against. But I finally was able to see him for who he was, and I loved all of it. And we haven't fought ever since then. That was fifteen months ago, and I was like. If I can make this happen, any woman can have an amazing relationship. Anyone. And I was like, I'm going to become a life coach and I'm going to do it. And 
I had to come up with $18,000 to pay for my, my certification. I was like, I don't know how, because I'm not a, a U.S. citizen. So we have limited means to come up with funds. But I was like, I, I don't care. I had banks tell me no, credit cards tell me no. But I was like, I'm going to do this and it's mm -hmm. going to happen. And I'm going to help so many women. And I did it. And I was certified last July. And that's, that's, what I, that's how I got myself there. That's why. I yeah. wanted to share that whole story because if I did it, all those experiences led me so I can help all these women today. So I can relate to them. I'm like, I've been through it. I've been through everything. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I love most about this story is that once you started taking control and started to look inward and do the self-discovery all these like possibilities opened up. The world opened up a little more, right? Like, is that how you felt? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I was raised to be the victim. And I think that's like as a as an oh, illegal, a, like immigrant and Latino, we're like minority. Let's like I know that that's kind of the mentality. And like it's like just be the victim. We can't do anything. Oh well, I have family members that just think like that still. They're like yeah. Oh, well, this is my life. And I'm like, no, there are so many possibilities. Anything can be possible. There is a way to find a solution to all your problems. You should have to want it bad enough. That's it. Yeah. And I love, it's like you have to want it, but you also have to work toward it, right? Like you were saying, oh, coming yeah. up with $1,800, there was not 1800 18000 What was it? 1800 $18,000. $18,000. <gasps> Girl, that's a car. That's a, car. That's a whole. That's a whole yeah. car. But oh my I was, god, I was working a part-time job. Uh, like yeah, from home. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay for this. Like, but I know it's meant to be. It feels right. It feels like part of my core value, which is helping others and and continuing my education. I'm gonna do it, and it's just all worked out. Oof. So. I think I think that was on purpose. <laughs> I think that was God and the universe and everything like yes. And I think like yes. my, we always say that in la cultura, right? Like Like I always think like when you're meant to do it, things are gonna things are gonna align. You know, God's gonna align it. Yes. And I also say one of my favorite books, and I say it in every episode, is The Alchemist. And the reason I love it so much is because it says like when you want something so bad the universe is going to is going to work in your favor and it's going to give you all the life lessons that that you need and, and you know the universe god it's going to help you get there and i think like one of the, my favorite things about the alchemist the book is that it says only when you're ready will you receive your blessing right but in the meantime you're going to go ding. through right you're going to go through this situation that circumstance this you went through what a 11 year relationship Took, took a pause, did some inner work, went into a whole other relationship, right? Three years, for three years, took a pause. And then yeah. you're like, okay, well, I need to figure this out. I think it's, we go through this all the time in life, like different circumstances, different things that we almost sit down and we're like, why me? Like, why, why does this always happen to me? And I think like reframing your mind, like the alchemist said, and looking at it as it's preparing you, it's in preparation for what's, what's coming right? For what's already yours. It's just, you need to be ready to receive it. 
Yes, I love that. That's the key. I think it's it's that's important because you could want it bad enough, but if you're not open for the process, if you're not open to work through the mm-hmm. process, which most people are not. Most people yeah. have all these beliefs that are limiting them from working through the process, which is what I help with, like why I'm a life coach, because we have so many limiting beliefs. I had limiting beliefs. I wouldn't be here because I like I grew up looking down. OK, that's how shy I was, like looking at the floor. I would never talk to anyone. Me doing this is amazing. Like talking to you, being on a camera. That's, that's <laughs> oh, like, you a natural I girl. The camera it. loves you. <laughs> it's, I had to work through all those limiting beliefs that told me, don't speak up. Don't say this because whatever you say, it's going to be wrong. It's going to be the wrong thing. We all have all those limiting beliefs that unless we dig them up, we don't know what they are. Unless we discover what they're creating in our lives and the results we're creating because we are believing them, because we're giving it attention, because we're feeling them, then we won't know. And then once you become aware of them, then you can decide, is this the life I want to live? Is this a belief I want to have about myself, about my relationship, about my future, about my past, about everything? You can decide to change it. And then when you change that belief, you feel empowered, you feel like unstoppable. And then you can actually get on the way to receiving what's yours, what is already there. Because I believe in that. I believe we have a purpose in life and all the things have been set out for us. It's just a matter of finding it. I tell my clients, once you open up, once you clear up your head and take get rid of all the limiting beliefs, it's a matter of just finding the breadcrumbs on the path. And God gives you little breadcrumbs and you're like, oh, okay. And you just follow the path. And some, it's just a matter of following through the pathway until you get to where your promised land is, the place where like your goals, your dreams, everything that you've been looking for. Um, but it's just a matter of being okay that, oh, this is my little breadcrumbs. I, it's not there yet, but I'm okay with this. Okay, what's next? Let's go find the other one. Right. So it's right. just, it becomes like a, a hunt, like a treasure hunt. <laughs> That's where and life, it is. And, life, and we're talking about how life opens up a little bit, but like we also, I think we just, I don't know, it's, it's almost like we open up, right? We start to see things as blessings yes. versus challenges. We start to see the challenges as lessons. Oh. And we start to just, I think our mind and what you said was like so real, like, we start to just reframe things because the limiting beliefs, when you are limiting yourself to a little box, everything doesn't feel right, right? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. of course that happened to me. Or, oh, of course, like, you know, we yeah. start to just like see things in a different in a different way. It's a foggy lens, right? And then you clean up the yes. lens and then you start to see like, oh, there's flowers, there's sun, there's like beauty. There's, there's so much more to life than these limiting beliefs. But- <sighs> You Lines said become, it starts. Yeah. <laughs> it starts internally. It starts internally, and I think once you know you have the power to change your reaction to the circumstance, game over. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life becomes so much fun and becomes like lighter. Mm-hmm. 
you enjoy things. I'm not saying it, it becomes easier. Like it, I'm not saying mm -hmm. like your life will be all roses and daisies. No, but you'll be able to be like, oh, like confront anything. Nothing is going to stop you. You just handle the situation and move on. And like for me, I had to do that process. I had to start looking at my husband differently. I had to stop looking at him the way that I used to think, because if I wanted to be in love with him, I needed to see him and see the amazing things and attributes that and things that he had to offer for me to fall in love with him. We, we have a choice in mm. our relationships. We have a choice. We can look at everything they're not doing, everything they do wrong, everything they're lacking, or we can see everything that they're good at. And we can see their effort. We can see how they really love us, how they show that they love us. And that's what I did. I, I retrained my brain to only see that. And that's all I see. And then when you, when someone sees you as this amazing person, guess what? You're going to become that. If someone tells you every day you are amazing, your husband will become that amazing. Because that's who he is. We are all 100% worthy, 100% lovable. It's just that when we have limiting beliefs, we act, you know, funny. We do mm -hmm. things that are not the best. But, like, we, our soul, our spirits yeah. are perfect. They're worthy and full of wisdom and love. So, that's, I get it. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you. And I love this conversation. I'm like, we need a relationship coach that's Latina that gets it yes. that is in this space now. I I wanna I wanna I tell you something because I think like it's so beautiful that I'm having a conversation with a life coach because one of the most pivotal moments in my life, I thank my life coach for it. I had no idea what a life coach was. And growing up in a Latino household, it was like, well, why do you need therapy? Like, why do you need a life uh, coach? Why do you need yeah. this? Why do you need that? And you feel like you're doing something wrong, right? Like you're not mm -hmm. capable to do it yourself. But once I got a life coach, oh my God, it cambió mi vida. Like it changed my whole life because you learn how to just understand yourself. One, you learn how to understand yep. the situations you're in and how you respond but you also learn to reframe your mind and reframe situations and look at things as lessons, right? Like instead of challenges, but also one of the things that my life coach said that changed my life was that she's like, listen, we were at the end of our, of our time together. And she's like, listen, life is not going to get easier. Just as you said, life is not going to be easier. <laughs> there are going to be challenges. There are going to be roadblocks. There are going to be obstacles, but she's like, Every obstacle you go through, every challenge you go through, every minor inconvenience you go through, now you have these tools in your toolbox that are going to help you get through the next thing. And it keeps going. You collect these tools, right? Like, it's going to help me get through this. And yep. you just, just keep learning. That's what life's all about, right? Learning, growing, discovering. And so I love that I'm yes. having this conversation with you because I'm like, oh, this is full circle. I mean... <laughs> I love, I love life coaches. I am a big proponent of like ask for help, which is something that our community really struggles with, right? Asking mm -hmm. for help does not come yes. easy to us. And so I love that you're mm -hmm. out here helping more and more people reframe their mind and take control that's already theirs and own their power, step into yes. their power. We need more of that. So shout out to you. Yes. I love that's the work you I'm do. Doing it. <laughs>
Thank you. Uh, and I want to go, I know we were kind of in you. our cafecito and cheese, but I kind of want to go into uh, more of what you're doing now. So talk to us about what you've built with your coaching business, what you offer and how people can connect with you. Awesome. Yes. So I love to help my Latina women. That's my my go to. That's like my my people, my group we of need people, you, my girl. group of women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> women. You know, like we're that that first gen, the immigrant that was brought here when we were little, and we're like we're neither here or there. We want to keep our culture, but then we love this country, and it's like, uh, where are we? I love that like that woman that's that's me so that's my client that's like the type of woman i like to help the women that is struggling with knowing who she is mm-hmm. uh, living her culture but then also wanting to be herself wanting to be part of a family that is that has so much to offer but also be be an identity of her own because with Latinos, I know it's like one for all and all for one, and then we get lost in the crowd. But I want to, my goal is to help women find their inner wisdom, find their inner light, find out who they really are so they're never lost again, so they never second guess themselves, so they never doubt their worth, and they will always have a source of love, wisdom to go to. That's what I do. And I love it. I love it because it's so rewarding to see the whole process. Because once you find yourself, your relationship with yourself changes and all your other relationships change. It's just organically changes. You don't need to do anything. They will all work out for your benefit. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I have a, I have a question for you before we go into our closing, but... What's what's a piece of advice that you would give to a Latina woman who is navigating exactly what you're talking about, this relationship, right? And trying to navigate love, culture, family, and self, right? What's the one piece of advice that yeah. you give to your clients? Just, yeah, what's one piece of advice? Everything is in your control. You decide how you what you make things mean you are not a victim you are actually very powerful you can create your own results you can have the life you want you just have to be willing to take care of your mind look at your thoughts pay attention to that and once you take control of your mind everything will work out for you once you can Really pay attention to that because I think that's the hardest thing for us women. We have so many thoughts, everything going on, and it's like so hard Always. to be quiet the mind and, and really take a, a pause to decide, is what am I thinking? What am I telling myself? Is this, this is what I want? Oh, this is not even what I want. Why am I even mm. like, giving it attention? Um, so that's that's what I think. Like the first thing is being aware and giving them the power. You have the power. We're so used to feeling like victims and just giving them the power back. You're in control. You can do this. It's it's doable. I did it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh. That's so that's amazing advice, right? <laughs> Take that control back. Um, I have one more question for you. 
how can people connect with you for the women listening? Or I don't know if you take men as clients, but for whoever is listening, how can they connect with you? How can they reach out to you? And how can they ask you to be their coach? Oh, yes, of course. Um, my email is Elisa Fucci, E-L-I-S-A-F-U-C-C-I dot coaching at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Elisa underscore Fucci underscore. And I have on my bio, you can click on the link and book a call with me and see like if we are a match, see if this is what you need. If you are um, ready, if this is your time to start having the relationships you want to enjoy those relationships that you love so much because they're everything relationships are everything and it's what we take when we die that's it so everything. that's why they're so important <laughs> oh they are really everything and i i want to end with a little bit in this and I, I haven't even i made my tecito and everything but i was so into this conversation <laughs> que no me lo tome. but i have my my tecito ready Aww. um and I want to ask you what I love closing with the Wendy's, by the way. And what I like doing here is doing like a virtual cheers con nuestro cafecito and manifesting good for our Latino community. So, Elisa, what do you want to manifest for our Latino community and what do you want to cheers to? We are unstoppable. We can do it. There are no limits. Mm. Oh, she had that like in her back pocket. <laughs> Salud, amiga. Thank you for being here. Salud. Oh, ching, I like ching. that, Brett. <laughs> ching, ching. <laughs> I know, I know. It. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so cute. Thank you, amiga. Then I tell you, part two is going to be so dope. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. And shout out to Elisa for telling her story with all the joy and vulnerability in the world. If y'all want to connect with her, visit the show notes. You'll see her links to her email, IG, how to book a call, all of that good stuff. And see y'all next week for more Cafecito and Chisme. For all Hello Latino updates, follow Hello Latino podcast. And you can also follow me on IG, my personal IG. It's O-H-J-4-A-S-M-I-N-E. And find your girl on LinkedIn. Fun fact, I'm now a LinkedIn managed creator. Actually, I've been for a second. But now y'all can really see my content out there. Or visit my website, olalisjasmine.com for more information. Con mucho amor, tu amiga Andureña. <laughs>